Twelve of Taiwan's allies have so far spoken out for Taiwan at this year's UN General Assembly session. On day five of the meeting on Saturday, St. Lucia, Eswatini, St. Vincent and the Grenadines, Haiti and Tuvalu all voiced their support for Taiwan's inclusion in the UN system. Taiwan's Central American ally Nicaragua is expected to add its support for Taiwan on the last day of the session on Monday. Worthy of mention is Japan, which has no official ties with Taiwan, talked about a geographical blank space as the world grapples with health issues. The blank space has largely been interpreted as a reference to Taiwan. On day five of the 76th session of the UN General Assembly, countries that have official diplomatic ties with Taiwan continue to voice their support on the world stage. Since the start of the COVID-19 pandemic, Taiwan is in solidarity with the UN member states made a significant contribution in realizing the theme of this year's session. The Kingdom of Eswatini can attest to the fact that Taiwan is an indispensable partner and would, if given an opportunity, play a meaningful role in the global body. It is a thriving democracy and it has a right to ask for meaningful inclusion in the relevant global institutions. New times demand fresh solutions, not old-fashioned hegemonic responses. We continue to plead the case to advance their cause to be acceptable as a legitimate participant in the global decision-making process. At the current session, 12 nations, including Palau and the Marshall Islands, have spoken out on behalf of Taiwan. Two allies have been the exception, the Holy See and Honduras. The latter has refrained from doing so for the sixth consecutive year. However, Japan, which has no official diplomatic ties with Taiwan but is growing closer with Taiwan in recent years, did refer to Taiwan in a roundabout way. This experience has taught us that there shouldn't be geographical blank space when we deal with issues at the WHA. What's important is that all countries and regions should be able to immediately and widely share relevant messages and knowledge in a free and transparent fashion. The geographical blank space Suga referred to has largely been seen as an allusion to Taiwan, and his statement has been interpreted as a call for Taiwan's participation in the World Health Assembly in spite of Beijing's opposition. Sunday marked the second consecutive day with zero new local cases of COVID. On top of that, in the past week, there were only four new local cases altogether. Health Minister Chen Shizhong said Sunday that community infections are now under control and that the CECC will ease restrictions if the low numbers can be sustained. What most people would like to know is whether mask wearing will still be required. Let's hear from the minister himself. I think you would be missing the point if you say that we can do without masks altogether. But when we talk specifics, it may not be necessary to wear masks in some places, such as the outdoors. But when you are indoors in confined spaces and meet people you don't know, then I think masks should be worn. The vaccination coverage rate must be very high. If local cases continue to be mild, if viral infections have tapered off, then we won't have to wear masks as often. As for getting rid of masks altogether, we may still have to monitor the situation for a few more months.
Meanwhile, Slovakia's donation of 160,000 doses of the AstraZeneca vaccine arrived just after 6 a.m. on Sunday. The shipment, together with an earlier donation of 500,000 doses from Japan, will be prioritized for citizens above the age of 52 waiting for their second shot. This round of vaccines is scheduled for October 3rd. On the same day, administering of the first dose of the BNT vaccine will begin for individuals under 40 in the ninth priority group and all individuals under the age of 64. Former New Taipei Mayor Eric Chu was elected KMT chairman on Saturday. On Sunday, Chinese President Xi Jinping sent a letter to congratulate Chu and reiterate the CCP's wish to collaborate on reunification efforts on the basis of the 1992 consensus. Chu's victory, however, was met with some biting remarks from fellow candidate Zhang Yazhong, the populist pro-unification candidate who received a third of the votes, said Chu had won through a smear campaign. As soon as victory was announced, Eric Chu kicked off his roadshow to thank supporters. His first stop was Taoyuan, where his political career began. Despite the celebration, not everyone in the party was happy with the election results. Chu won the race through a smear campaign, labeling me corrupt and communist. And worse still, he adopted tactical voting. The winner should really think long and hard about what he did to win. As the saying goes, you reap what you sow. How you won this election will determine how you will govern the party going forward. Yesterday, I called Professor Zhang to thank him. In the next few days, I will also pay him a personal visit. This time, Chu only secured 45% of all votes. Back in 2014, when Chu was elected to the same position, he garnered a record-breaking 99% of votes. His successors since have all amassed more than 50% of the vote count. This time, though, not only did Chu hit a record low, he had less than half of the party members standing with him. Eric Chu did not get more than half of the votes. His strongest support likely came from the wider society. However, if he continued on an extremist path, that would certainly harm his leadership and even the party as a whole. In his upcoming term, Chu will have to shoulder the burden of unifying the different voices within the party and also bear the pressure from Beijing. It wasn't until the following day that Chinese President Xi Jinping extended his congratulations. In the letter, Xi underscored the CCP's insistence on the 1992 consensus and opposition to Taiwanese independence. He also urged the KMT to collaborate on reunification efforts. I will stand by the words of our party charter and policy guidelines to uphold the 1992 consensus and oppose Taiwan independence. While we seek common ground, we also maintain some differences. And in the future, we hope that we can mutually respect our differences. All of that was included in my reply. Does Chu's victory herald a new era of revitalization for the KMT, or does it signal a minority elected leader's confrontation with the party's internal division? Before he can start working on a blueprint for the upcoming local elections in 2022 and the presidential election in 2024, he may have to first address the dual challenge of deepening fault lines in his party and Beijing's pressure for reunification. 
A magnitude 5.7 earthquake struck early Sunday morning at 6.21. The quake's epicenter was in Hualien's Shouling Township with a depth of 45 kilometers, which is considered shallow by earthquake standards. It was the area's largest quake in 48 years. While Hualien County experienced the strongest shaking, Yilan and Xinju counties also recorded magnitude 4. Taipei, New Taipei, Taichung City, Nantou County, Taoyuan City and Miaoli County all recorded magnitude 3. The Central Weather Bureau said this quake occurred in a subduction zone and that three or four aftershocks may occur in the next day or two. A blue ocean and white sand makes for a picture-perfect vacation. But most vacationers don't realize how much work goes into keeping plastic trash off the beach. This work is mostly done by volunteers, hordes of them who come from all quarters of society. It's work supported by artificial intelligence, which can tell volunteers which beaches are the dirtiest. But the fact of the matter is, no matter how diligently they clean, the garbage keeps coming back, sometimes reappearing in a matter of days. Tonight, in our Sunday special report, we drop in on the people tackling the Sisyphean task of beach cleanups, and we ask them, just where is this garbage coming from? A sun-soaked beach can be the perfect place to relax. But today on this beach, it's a picture of hard work and industry. The wind is fierce, but that doesn't stop these impassioned volunteers as they clean the beach. Armed with metal tongs and garbage bags, they work to clear the beach of all unwanted debris. Restoring the beach's natural beauty is their goal. With organizers ranging from NGOs and schools to big corporations, beach cleanups like this are an increasingly common sight. The Environmental Protection Administration estimates that 200,000 people per year participate in beach cleanups in Taiwan. Even in 2020, during the pandemic, some 100,000 rolled up their sleeves to clean. But despite their efforts, garbage seems to reappear just moments after it's cleared away. You can't help but ask, where is all the garbage coming from? This is a landfill in Hualien County. The large white area in the middle of the image is a garbage pile, and right next to the landfill is the sea. When a strong wind blows in, the garbage that exposed can blow straight to the beach or the ocean. Basically, the garbage we produce every day, as well as the garbage collected by these cleanup teams, all gets transported to the landfill. It gets piled up in the open air before being sent to the incinerator. During the time it's piled up in the open, it's possible there will be certain variables that will cause it to scatter into the wider environment. After it scatters, it may end up in the sea. Bad weather can be a factor behind garbage on beaches. But the main factor is human activity. The United Nations has published data indicating that 80% of the marine waste comes from the land. 
For example, there might be people barbecuing on the beach. Their waste gets blown away, and they can't be bothered to chase it down or are unable to. Or perhaps somewhere on the land, near rivers or other waterways, things fall into the water and get flushed out to sea. The other 20% happens at sea, including activity near the coast. For example, whether intentional or not, things sometimes fall into the water from boats. The source of marine waste is a complicated issue, and the question of where marine waste comes from has no clear-cut answer. Consequently, there is no way to fully eliminate the production of waste. For now, Taiwan can only rely on large groups of volunteers who continuously collect waste from its coastline. In 2020 alone, volunteers collected 42,000 bottles, 41,000 bottle caps, 17,000 cigarette butts, over 10,000 straws, and numerous plastic bags and utensils from Taiwan's coastline. In total, roughly 31,319 kilograms of waste were collected. A lot of work goes into these cleanups, even before they start. To choose a site, environmental groups have traditionally sent people to survey beaches to determine which ones are most in need of a cleanup. But this approach takes time and saps resources. Last year, a new way emerged. As it turns out, artificial intelligence can be applied to garbage removal. In 2020, the Industrial Technology Research Institute used the IDEA AI platform to process information from 121 test sites along 1,210 kilometers of Taiwan's coast. The information was entered into IDEA, which built a model describing marine waste patterns around Taiwan's coast. Using the precision of AI, we can make forecasts about marine waste, projecting when and where it will end up in large amounts. Armed with that information, we can organize a beach cleanup and we will be more effective. Conditions and parameters are entered into the platform, and for any given section of coast, the AI system can predict how much garbage will show up. The analysis is almost instant and is about 80% accurate. We can also use AI to analyze images and assess the amount of waste in the image. We can photograph a section of coastline and the AI will determine how scattered the waste is and classify the level of severity of the waste situation. We can also look at the composition of the waste. Whether it is plastic bottles or metal cans, we can identify that. That is to say, by looking at the composition of the garbage, we can determine its source and determine whether it has drifted there from a neighboring country. Sitting in front of a computer, one can see at a glance which beaches are in need of a cleanup. The system removes the need to send out large crews to survey coasts. But it doesn't fix the main problem, which is that beaches that are cleaned stay clean for up to half a year at most, before garbage comes coursing back. For cleanup volunteers, the million-dollar question is how to keep the garbage at bay for longer. This group of environmentalists is called Rethink. They've invited actress Sabrina Pai to join them on a beach cleanup, hoping to use her star power to promote their cause. 
呃在做很多社群的倡议，但其实同文层就同文层嘛，听得到听得到，听不到永远听不到。We're always engaged in lots of social initiatives, but an echo chamber is an echo chamber. If you hear the message, you hear it. If you don't hear it, then you never will. Huang Ziyang, the founder of Rethink, has been involved in beach cleanups and marine conservation for more than eight years. Bookish and raised in a city, he was inspired years ago to protect nature from man-made waste. After traveling with a foreign friend throughout the country, he realized that the beautiful land of Formosa was littered with waste. 我一直印象很深刻一句话叫做“你没有办法哄睡一个觉醒的人”。There is something I once heard that has always left a deep impression on me. It is that you cannot deceive a person who has been awakened. At the start, there was another person who helped establish Rethink. This person was Daniel Gruber. He was my coworker. We taught English together, and we traveled together to many mountains and beaches. When you've seen the extent of the environmental problems, you have to do something about it. One of Rethink's missions is to raise awareness of serious environmental problems to bring them closer to people's everyday life. Colorful dishes are arranged on a countertop, but the food on these plates can't be eaten. This is an exhibit organized jointly in 2019 by Rethink and Lanyang Museum in Ilan County. Organizers wanted to highlight the gravity of the marine waste problem and to encourage people to assess the role they play. Rethink decided to take its efforts a step further, using creative means to educate the public. It created an online gallery where users can view photos of marine waste organized into 101 categories. The images are photographed in 3D. Each has a serial number, and users can browse the images based on category, material, frequency of appearance at sea, and source. For example, this early model cell phone was once the height of technology. It's now scuffed and rusted after years adrift at sea. Rethink transformed this waste into art, and in doing so, won the Red Dot Design Award and the Golden Pin Design Award. 过去一般人都觉得进滩就是很苦啊，很很累啊。In the past, people thought that cleaning beaches was difficult and tiring work. We made it fun by using the gallery during beach cleanups. When people are cleaning the beach, we have them do a treasure hunt. We can identify marine waste, and if someone sees something interesting, we can take that and use it to expand our gallery. 我我一直印象很深刻是，大家会说，哦，那是好漂亮啊。然后觉得，嗯，这句话蛮耐人寻味的。One thing that's made an impression on me is people saying that waste is beautiful. That is really thought-provoking. It's like our online gallery, which has been viewed by around 500,000 people. Like marine waste, which on its own wouldn't attract much attention, environmental education can be interesting to youth, giving the right design and packaging. Schools have invited Rethink to come speak to classes about the environment. We hope these classes will encourage students to get involved in the community. For example, if they love the ocean, maybe they'll try to reduce their consumption of plastic or get involved with beach cleanups. We don't want to just preach to them. 
this is very important. Our hope is that these junior high school students, seeing as how they have stronger cognitive abilities at this point, we want to give them more knowledge in hopes that this knowledge can spark action. With most students, when you talk about marine waste, they'll tell you it's something they've heard about before. They've seen it on TV, heard about it from their parents, heard about it from their teachers. So what else can you tell them? So we take a relaxed and humorous approach with students when we talk about marine waste with them. Again and again, volunteers go to the coast and leave with bags loaded with garbage. In the end, the fate of the beaches they leave behind is up to each and every one of us.